Hello and welcome to Pastor Well. I'm Herschel York, Dean of the School of Theology at the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary and pastor of the Buck Run Baptist Church. I like to talk about issues that pastors face on a daily basis, answer questions. Today I want to talk about how to preach the funeral of a non-believer. Now, when we preach the funeral of someone who was a faithful member of our church, whose very life was a testimony of their faith in Christ, that's a joyous, glorious occasion. I know it sounds odd to say that I enjoy funerals more than weddings, but I do. Because uh, people are really dialed in at a funeral. You get to preach to people at a funeral that you never get to preach to. Whereas at a wedding, they're all focusing on other things. Usually, even if you do preach the gospel, trust me on this, nobody's really listening. But at a funeral, they really are listening. And so when you're preaching the funeral of a believer, it's really sort of easy. You just talk about their faith and you give examples from their lives. But what about someone that you're not so sure? What about when you're preaching the funeral of a person whose name was on maybe your church role or someone else's church role, but you have deep suspicions that they really weren't a, a follower of Christ? Well, let me give you some advice. Uh, first of all, you don't know anybody's spiritual condition. I'm convinced that in heaven, there'll be two big surprises. One, who's there, and two, who's not. There will be people that you thought for sure were saved, but they're going to be the ones that Jesus said, depart from me, workers of iniquity, I never knew you. Even though on this earth, they said, Lord, Lord. But also, they're going to be the five o'clock workers, the thief on the cross, uh, the, the, the person who made a deathbed confession you didn't know about or God brought something to their memory and uh, they trusted Christ in a way that you didn't know, you, you can't really comment with any certainty uh, about someone's eternal condition. Uh, so you certainly should not pronounce them damned and in hell. I just don't think that's helpful or comforting to the family, even if it's true. First, because you don't know it, and secondly, because it's not helpful to the living necessarily. What I like to do, first of all, in any funeral, it's going to follow a certain pattern. You know, there's some kind of a celebration of the person's life. Almost every funeral you preach, somebody loved that person. And you can celebrate the life that the people around them loved. Uh, usually it goes sort of like in four steps. Uh, he was a good man, and you mean that in the most human of senses. People liked him or somebody liked him. He was a good man. Secondly, uh, he worked hard. Uh, whatever job he did, you know, people like to brag on whatever work they did. Thirdly, oh, he loved his family. And usually most funerals you preach, people are crying, and, and there's a testimony that there was affection and love between this deceased, however flawed he may have been, and his family, but you're, you're going to focus on the fact that he loved his family. And fourth, there's almost always some kind of a comment about his hobby or his sports fanaticism, something like, oh, he loved Kentucky basketball, or oh, he loved fishing, something like that. And if you don't know that they were saved, but if they, let's say that they made a profession and they were baptized in a church, you've got your suspicion that they weren't really a follower of Christ because they hadn't been in church for 20 years or whatever. They lived an ungodly life. Here's your line. Here's the best thing for you to say. You know, it was Jim Bob's testimony 
that he had trusted Christ. And he showed that through a public profession in baptism. Now, that's as much as you can say, and that's really all you need to say. It was his testimony that he had trusted Christ. And then you pivot to the gospel. And I do that by saying something like, you know, as we're gathered here to comfort one another in our grief and to pay our last respects to Jim Bob here, it's a reminder that there's going to be a service like this for every one of us. And we need to be ready. And you know, the scripture tells us how to be prepared for death. And then you just pivot right into the gospel, whatever your text is. And may I say, you must be absolutely clear when you preach a funeral. There is nothing that unnerves me quite like attending a funeral where whoever is conducting the funeral never gets around to the gospel. Oh, I, I want to come up out of my chair. Make sure that you don't ever do that. If you're preaching a funeral, preach the funeral. Pivot to the gospel. It's important that every one of us is ready. And then you just share your gospel text and give the plan of salvation. Tell people what they must do, what they need to know about the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, that they must repent and place their faith in Christ and call on him, and then invite them to do so right there. And as you close the service even, invite them silently right where they're sitting to call on the name of the Lord in repentance and faith. Now, if the person had no testimony of faith whatsoever, it's really pretty much the same thing. It's just that you you leave out the part about it was his testimony that. You go through the those sort of the celebration of the person's life. And usually the family will share with you details about the person. I always, if I didn't know the person well, I always get them to share some things with me and then I'll share those things and they'll tell you the things that were important. But you say, oh, you know, he was a good man and he worked hard and he loved his family and he loved UK basketball or whatever the thing was. And then you say, you know, as we've gathered here today to comfort one another, and to share in each other's grief at this moment. The most important thing that we could do is to be prepared for this moment ourselves. And then you just share the gospel. I have, I love to preach uh, the text of the thief on the cross. It's probably my favorite sermon text. And I just talk about uh, what Jesus said about the other side of death when he said, today you'll be with me in paradise. It's a great gospel text. And you just show that beyond death. Look, there, there's personality. You will be with me in paradise. Beyond death, there's a, a place. You'll be with me in paradise. And beyond death, there's a person. Jesus is there. Uh, you'll be with me in paradise. Probably the four most comforting words in the Bible are with me in paradise. And you use that text. The thief on the cross, just in his humility, recognizing who Jesus was, that he's the king and he was going to sit on a throne. And Jesus, seeing his faith, counted it as righteousness. And nothing shows the sovereignty of God quite like snatching someone from the very mouth of hell and taking him to heaven with him. And Jesus did that. You just share the gospel like that. Clearly call on them to repent and to believe. Invite them to trust Christ. You might think 
nobody's really listening at a funeral. But the reality is people are, they're facing death. They're facing the reality of death. I preached the funeral of a a young woman years ago. She worked at a hospital in Lexington, Kentucky. And it was probably at that point the largest funeral uh, uh, attendance I'd ever preached to. I'm telling you, for years after that funeral, doctors and nurses in that hospital would stop me and say, I need to tell you that I trusted Christ at Phyllis Underwood's funeral. I'll never forget it. Uh, God uses the gospel. The gospel has power. So you make sure that you are clear and distinct in your presentation of the gospel and telling people how to place their faith in Christ, telling them what they need to do in obedience if they do trust Christ, and let the Holy Spirit do his work. Uh, There's just nothing more important, I think, than preaching the gospel. And when you preach a funeral, you're getting access to an awful lot of people that won't darken the door of your church otherwise, but they'll, they'll be there at that funeral, and that's your golden opportunity to share the gospel and see the power of the Holy Spirit and the Word at work. I trust that this has been a blessing to you, and may the Lord bless you as you pastor well. <music>